Welcome to the Art of the Dive. We're back. End of the International Game Week. Game Week 31 on the way, and I've got Nick here. Nick, how's it going, man? Yo, what's up? Wow. I'm ready for this one. I'm excited. (laughs) Bringing the energy. Yeah, energy. A little different. It is a little different. It's not the, you know, it's not Jake. I'm here. Like, all right, cool, man. Good. I'm not going to go there this pod. I'm not going to bash Jake because I feel bad. He took the high road and uh, I'm kind of embarrassed. Why? Like He had the chance last pod to be like, Nick sucks. He's an idiot. I hate him. Instead, he was like, I want Nick to sit on my face. (laughs) That I thought was so funny. I was like. (laughs) <laughs> all right so i was, i spent like the last like two three pods just bashing jake just like that's the only stick i have you know just the only thing that i can say that's funny and then jake's like yeah i'd, I'd have nick teabag me that sounds good oh this pod couldn't have started any better <laughs> oh well done nick um yeah, all right. Well, that's fair. That I guess you got to be nice to him now if, if you're going to teabag him. So uh, you're going to be buddies. Yeah, yeah, I'll give that one a rest for a little bit. Yeah, yeah that's fun. Um, all right. So, uh, lot. I mean, a lot has happened in this international break. For a lot of teams, th- this was kind of make or break for World Cup qualifying. Um, we won't go into like a ton of stuff, but obviously like Italy missing out was like a pretty big deal. Uh, how funny is it? I guess I don't understand the culture. I mean, I know like Euros and whatever, but like... The, the English are so insufferable about like Italy not making it. What's the deal with that? Uh, it's hilarious. First and foremost, I think the English just like now. Hopefully, uh, we don't lose listeners here, but I feel like they clutch to these ideals, these things um, in the footballing world when they don't have success. At least they can find satisfaction in the failures of other teams and yeah. other other nations. So I, I think that's hilarious because they're just like haven't won anything yet are extremely happy. Right. And maybe they feel like a little bit vindicated because um, I don't, you know, with like the the Chiellini jersey pull on Saka yeah. and the, yeah, the Euros yeah. and things like that. Like there are some, there are some genuine reasons for people to be upset with Italy <laughs> and feel like this is maybe some vindication, but um, just very funny the the whole discourse there really enjoy that it, from an outsider's perspective yeah and it's not so much the you don't see it necessarily from the players right like the the english players are in fact how often do you see like english players scolding the, their fan base for the way they treat the manager for the way they treat players like with the whole Maguire thing getting booed at home which is funny of course but like oh yeah oh yeah but also like but also it's kind of funny that there's this disconnect kind of between the fan base and and the actual players. I mean, I would say though, in in the United States, we have that as well, where we have this like absurd group of Twitter fanboys that like think that they know what's best for the team and are always bashing the coaching staff and bashing every player. And it's just kind of funny to me. Maybe that's just how it is. No matter what country you support, mm-hmm. there's going to be that contingent that's just like, I know everything. Right. The fans know how you should play the game. Right. <laughs> I don't know. And don't get me wrong. I mean, it's that's what's, I guess, fun about, like, that's why we talk about FPL, right? It's fun to, like, try to pretend we know. But I always just think it's funny that, like, somebody who has no footballing background, somebody who's never taken a footballing course, somebody who's never studied the game is like, yeah, like, I watched the game. I watched 20 MLS games last year, and I went to a Chicago Fire game once, so I get to tell you what Greg Berhalter should be doing. That's the average American fan, I think. That's the voice of that fan. Yeah, yeah, that's accurate, 100%. Are you excited to get back into FPL? We have um, a Saturday early morning deadline coming up. Have you thought about your team much over the international break or not so much? Actually, I've used this time to just rest and relax. <clears throat> And not think about FPL. I, I took a break for about eight days, nine days, something like that. And I'm on a wild card this week. So I really oh, wanted are. to just like, yeah, decompress, like get it all out of my system and then come back kind of feeling a little bit more fresh. So that's that's been good, I think, just to not think about it. But it is also hard to to get back into things and like catch up on all the all the stuff that I've missed, the injuries, that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I'm I'm just like not looking forward to the last 
the last <laughs> chunk of games here because my team has been good and now they're not good, relatively speaking. Right. And I, I feel <laughs> like I'm like on a slippery slope where I'm trying to climb this mountain and I just keep falling backwards and backwards. And I I don't have much hope to like getting to the top 100K, which was kind of my goal at the beginning of the season. Yeah. I'm uh so I I haven't decided if I want a wild card or not yet. The initial plan was two wild card, uh, and I too took a bit of a break, kind of a forced break. Things this is my my job is like crazy for March and April, and then August, September, October, November. Those are like kind of the crazy like where it's it's really cranked up, and so I'm like right in the middle of that, and I was like okay, like just need to like I gotta find a little time, and then the next day okay, I gotta find a little time, and like I just can't seem to like bring myself to cut time out to do it and now i'm like it's the end of the break i'm like oh no what am i gonna yeah. do so i was hoping we could talk about it a little bit today um when we get to our teams is that fair yeah that sounds great i could really use some help okay good um two point sex sounds writes in i mean i guess a good good question to have uh right now and just when we're thinking about this uh, who scores more kane or the woot uh in the next three game weeks kane has three games weg has five uh, who do you like? I have Weghorst on my on my wildcard draft right now. I don't think I could get Kane in reasonably without making some major adjustments to my team. I don't know. I, I feel like Kane is probably has a higher ceiling than Weghorst, but also Weghorst plays two more games and maybe just the volume leads to more total points or more chances at points. I don't know. What do you think? No, I mean, I, 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 that's, a, I think a really good way to say it. My concern is just with, with Woot that like his XG over the last six game weeks, if you just compare the two, so his XG is at 1.29, Kane's XG is at 5.92. Uh, it's a pretty stark difference. And if you le- start looking at XGI, um, Woot only has a 1.39 XGI. So he has an XA of 0.1. Okay, that's it. And and Kane has 7.39. So I do, um, you know, obviously having if Woot plays in the extra two games and starts, then, you know, you have some automatic potential points there that just are, are added in. But um, but yeah, I mean, Spurs and Kane have been playing really well as a group and uh, and creating a lot of chances. And so that I think is always the concern is that um, he just has a way higher ceiling, probably. All right. So another question. So I think the question of Kane versus Voot is is kind of unfair because they're vastly different players yeah. with different price points. So right. you're not like I'm not considering, oh, if I don't go Voot, I'm gonna go Kane. Right. It's more like if I don't go Ronaldo, I would go Kane instead. Right. So what do you think between Kane and Ronaldo these next few game weeks? And Ronaldo has a double in thirty three, so that's you know, he has one more game than Kane. Any yeah. thoughts there? Well, Kane again statistically is kind of crushing Ronaldo in most categories. Um, so that XGI of 7.39 for Kane over the last six game weeks, Ronaldo 4.18, um, Kane with way more touches, which is a thing that I like looking at as well, like how involved is the player. So, you know, that's always been an issue since Ronaldo's been at United. So like, just look at this, listen to this difference. Um, since the last six game weeks, Ronaldo 190 touches, Kane 396 I mean, that's a pretty big difference. So you have to hope that like the XGI is made up in um, like in the extra minutes that Ronaldo gets. So yeah. you could. So if we, if we start looking at that, like kind of thinking of it as, OK, well, well, Ronaldo has an extra game minutes per XG, 123.7 for Ronaldo versus 121.6 for Kane. So suddenly you're like, OK, you know, like Ronaldo might might be able to match right kind of what Kane is doing in in, on that front Um, there is a game though in there against Liverpool right for who doesn't United play Liverpool United I don't know probably okay I can't remember I'm pretty sure that's that double I think that's that double game week isn't it yeah yeah you're right you're right so um anyways I would say that you know I think the attraction if you're gonna wildcard now the attraction of having the captaincy on Ronaldo in that double game week is pretty good. And um, United actually have been playing much better as a team. 
in the last uh, like five or six game weeks. There's quite a few stats that are coming out. They've they've switched some formation. They've moved some players around, and I think that they're they're seeing more of the ball and creating more chances. So I don't know. That's a tough one. I guess for the double game week, I probably lean a little bit towards your boy Cristiano. Yeah. And I'm conflicted too because I absolutely hate Ronaldo <laughs> as a person. So it's really hard to bring him in for my fantasy team. For whatever reason, I've struggled with this all of my FPL life, but I just have trouble bringing in players that I despise on a personal level. So it's a tough one. It looks like from the projections, um, Whitehorse and Kane are pretty close over the next few games. So um, I don't know. Whitehorse offers that that budget you know, the budget option, and then maybe you go with a premium. If you're deciding between the two, uh, like I said, maybe Kane has a higher ceiling, but it's really, really tough. Hard to know. Yeah. It's a Jake answer right there. Oh God, I did it. Yeah. You are Jake. You're becoming (laughs) like slowly, you're just becoming him every podcast a little bit more. Well, there's the thing like that he mentioned on the last one that he and I are never on the same podcast together. Yeah. And what if we're the same person? We just have different personalities. Yeah. So Jake, like, or like Jake has multiple personality disorder and we just, uh, he changes his voice and everything when he does it. Yeah. 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 Like I am Jake. We are one and the same. That's why we can't be on the same pod together. I mean, it's not that far fetched. <laughs> Can you put in like the X Files music there? Like, like just pop it in. Pop it in. Yeah. I, as long as you're cool with us getting sued. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah it's your loss it's, it has nothing to do with me I yeah don't... that's true um at least it'll sound cool for one pod one pod i used to do more of that i used to drop in like sound clips when we first started yeah, yeah we... i like sound effects in the podcast yeah, it was pretty funny too what... and then i was like ah, oh, i don't want to get sued so i'm not gonna do that <laughs> anymore <laughs> it's uh, bad bad decision yeah. on your part um can we talk about our teams a little bit so last week jake and i covered like how many points we have but I do think um, it's I think it's good to talk because you're on the wild card, like on the direction maybe that you're going. My problem is yeah. when I look at my team right now, like, let me just give you the quick layout of my team. So it, goalkeepers, I have a Sanchez and Sa. Um, so Sanchez is playing. I would have him in the goal against Norwich. Pretty good. Um, my backs, I have Van Dyke, Doherty, Dawson, TAA and Kilman. Um, and I would probably bench Kilman. Um, Trent uh, is maybe playing. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Dawson, I don't love, even though Everton's bad. He's, you know, West Ham are pretty bad. But Doherty and um, VVD, I like in the back as well. And then in the midfield, I have Raf, Sun, Sala, Coutinho, and Kulu. Um, and, and I would play all those players. They have good matchups this week. And then up top, uh, Broha playing Leeds. Uh, I kind of like that too. And so I guess if you're, so if you're wildcarding, Nick, are you primarily targeting city players, like getting some city guys in? What are you doing? Like why, why the wildcard, I guess is what I'm asking. So this was my plan all along to wildcard 31, basically try to build a team that could capitalize on some of the doubles a few weeks ago and then have enough players go in the blank game week. Um, so the idea was kind of my team would be a mess at this point. So start with the clean slate, get everything ready for the double game weeks coming up. And then I'm probably going to bench boost in 36 and free hit again in 33 or something like that. Yeah. I haven't decided exactly, but basically I have no city assets right now in, in my draft and it's a little bit concerning. I think, like I've said all along, I am following what the algorithms are telling me. So I am literally just going on to uh, FPL optimized and um, FPL review and taking a look at what the kind of the best long-term squads are for the next five game weeks and then selecting my team based on that. And, you know, maybe that's not the smartest move, but I, I have trouble with making these decisions. So I need a little bit of a computer to help me out with this one. But I thought, like, uh, I thought that don't City have, like, a pretty good run here? I, I don't get it. So, how is your team different than mine? That's what I'm asking, I guess. Like, what are your what are your main – the main differences? Or, like, who – so, when you wildcarded, who are, yeah. like, the ma- – you know what I mean? Like, who are the, the centerpieces now of your team? Have Has that changed so, at all? So, Sala, Sokka, um, 
Let's see. Sal and Saka are staying. I still have Lacazette, but then I have Ronaldo in. I have Mount in. I have Madison in. And then I switched TAA for Robertson and brought in Matip and then switched out my goalkeepers. So there's a core of players, two or three guys basically, who are still in there. And then a lot of players have shuffled around. So really just kind of like reallocating some of the resources. Okay. I... I think that Salah is still the player I want to have for the entirety of the season. And then Trent was just a move because of that injury. And I don't know if his situation has changed at all, but um, I can save a little bit of money by going Robertson and bring him a tip and, um, you know, try to allocate some funds elsewhere in the team. I don't know. Ronaldo's, like I said, it seems like a dirty play because I don't like him, but he's projected to do pretty well for the next few game weeks here. So you're able to do all that with like Ronaldo and Salah in your team? Yeah. So what I tried really hard to do at the beginning of the season was maximize on player value. So I think my team's value is like 105 or something like that. Oh, that's high, yeah. So I have some flexibility. If I were to transfer Salah out, I would lose a lot of team value. So that's another reason to keep him, just maintain that value. Well, or or an argument to say you could sell him right and like go with kdb and like try to go differential that would be the other argument that's true yeah that's Um, definitely true so like i don't know i'm just looking at the season ticker and so city have burnley next then liverpool in 32 then brighton watford leads in 33 34 35 you know like spurs players are pretty solid in terms of their matchups as well newcastle villa brighton brentford and leicester and so i'm just trying to like when I keep looking at my team, the only two teams I look at that I'm like, oh, I don't have those players and I could use those players uh, would be for sure City, uh, Man United probably, and then maybe Arsenal too, like Crystal Palace, Brighton, Southampton, Man United, West Ham. Um, but other than that, I don't, I don't know. I don't see a lot of like changes, but the issue is if I hold the wild card any longer, it's like, what's the point? You know, I don't know. I'm struggling. I don't know. This is just a plan that I had set up and, you know, for better or worse, this is something that I talked to Jim a lot about is just like when to use chips and chip strategy. I think he's actually pretty good at that. The strategy part, picking the right players is another question, but (laughs) a hundred percent like, (laughs) I think he he knows his chips pretty well and when to play those. So I'm, we kind of planned like he and I talk every week about our strategies and, and he helps me with the wild card. And I've kind of had that plan in place for a while. I'm just going to go with it. You know, I don't, I don't know. There's probably an optimal solution for when to use your chips and I'm probably not doing it in the optimal way, but you know, here we are. So I think it's a good time to set my team up for the rest of the season. We have some some better information about the doubles, and we also kind of know what teams are going to be fighting for, you know, those top four spots and which teams are going to be fighting to not be relegated. And also we, we have some idea of what teams are out of, you know, the European competition. And maybe, you know, we'll just be focused on the league then at that point. Hmm. We didn't, uh, but we don't know exactly what's happening in 36, do we? Is that like, that's not locked in yet? I don't think so. It's just, it's an idea that that's going to be a good bench boost yeah. game week. Yeah. All right. I need to do some Ben Krellen reading probably, don't I? Yeah. Yeah. Talk to Jim. <laughs> no, not Go Jim. Ben. Not Jim. Ben Krellen. <laughs> well, Twitter. yeah, just like, you know, diversify your information. No, no I don't take information from Jim ever. <laughs> Okay. I know how that works. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. I guess that's that. Um, I got to figure out what I'm doing. I, I really, I, I just haven't had time and I really do need to sit down for an hour and just like figure it out, but I'm struggling or, a little bit. Or just don't figure it out and just kind of say, you know, I'm going to play my own game here. <laughs> I'm not going to think about any data, any information. Right. I'm going to let Nick and Bobby love... And all those other people who are beating me right now just sail away to victory. All right. Well, that's a, what that's, do you think about that? That's a great idea too. That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Think about it. Um. 
All right, dive team uh, is trying to figure some stuff out. I was just kind of reading back through it, like who's getting benched and who's get who's going to be out there. Um, looks like the dinge is, is going to end up on the bench, Broha on the bench, um, and I think Salah is going to be captain. He has a fun little uh, fun little run against Watford, right? Fun. Ex- I mean, that was the one the one time you didn't captain yeah, him yeah. years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. I told the story before, but yeah. They played Watford. He banged like four goals. I was being cheeky and thought I would captain Firmino yeah. instead of Salah. Yeah. It basically ruined my season. Yeah, that so was it. I've learned my lesson. You know, I remember where I was that day. I remember where I was when when Salah. He had four goals and an assist, didn't he, that day? Yeah, it was insane. Yeah. I was uh, at the Mall of America, one of my least nice. favorite places in the entire world. <laughs> And I was I can't cr- think of a better way to celebrate a, a four goal oh performance. Oh my god, from Sala. I was so crabby. I was so crabby that I was there. But uh <laughs> but I remember I was, I was checking my phone. I and my we didn't really want to be there. We just we we had gone because we lived in the area and I, I hadn't been there since I was a kid and I was like, Oh, let's just go walk through it. And I was like, Yeah, this place is hell. It is what I thought it was gonna be. So we like ran through it because my wife hated it too. Um, but the whole time I was just on my phone checking, it's like, oh Salah scored. Oh Salah That's scored. That's really funny. Oh Salah so scored. You- you went, you knew that you were going to hate it. Yeah. She know she knew she was going to hate it. Mm-hmm. And yet you both were like, we should go do that. I don't know. It's like, you know, it's like one of those things in life. You go places and you see certain things. You you, you challenge maybe your preconceived notions um, if you if it was going to be great or bad, you know? Yeah, and- you were like, maybe I'll like Ball of America. <laughs> maybe I'll like a bunch of like 13 and 14 year old kids spraying cologne on themselves <laughs> and walking in and out of stores that are overpriced. I don't know. <laughs> that. That reminds me of Pearl Harbor. That was what? my what? experience. That was like, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't so, really sure if I was going to be in the kamikaze stuff or not. Turns out I didn't <laughs> like it. A lot of people died. Didn't like it. Is that what you mean? No, no. <laughs> I went, I I had to go to, well, I had to, I went to Hawaii for a conference. And one of the things that I did outside of the conference was I went to Pearl Harbor. And it was like one of those things where I was like, I don't really know if I'm going to enjoy this experience, but I probably need to. Just, right. you know, if I'm you here, should so like Pearl Harbor, Mall of America, they're basically the same thing for us. <laughs> tomato, tomato. <laughs> I mean, one. in our experience, yeah. yeah. Potato, potato. <laughs> I felt like right. it was Pearl Harbor that day, let me tell you. <laughs> With all those teenagers yeah. just die bombing you. Yeah, yeah. it was terrible. Uh, all right, dark Enough. jokes. I'm sure we offended somebody there. We apologize. It wasn't appropriate. All right. Um, I think we should take a short break. Um, when we come back, we've got a handful of questions about Game Week 31. We'll talk a little bit about transfers, and we'll talk a little bit more about chips as well. Stay tuned. Support for The Art of the Dive is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code DIVE20 at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 8 million balls. Nick, how excited are you about your new Manscaped products? Oh, I'm so excited about these products. (laughs) So excited. <laughs> um, so the best part about this is, is you know, when we were contacted by Manscaped, uh, they said, hey, we'll send you some products. You try them and we want you to give some honest reviews about what you really think of it. And I was pretty excited because I'm all about that life. I'm all about taking care of it. But the best like part- like smelly of- balls. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got it. Exactly. So- um, <laughs> I, uh, we, we, we we're getting the products and it's this beautiful packaging and they send us, uh, they call it the, the lawn mower. It's this waterproof trimmer. It's got this light on it and that's awesome. And then they sent us, um, some like, you know, smelly ball stuff like deodorants and, and sprays and, and things like that. And, uh, the best part about it is all the guys are like getting it and they're like, wow, this is really nice. And Nick responds in our group chat, not using any of it. That's like all he said the whole time. Nope. Yeah, that's all you said. You're just like not using it. And uh, my response, being the one that kind of leads a lot of the stuff on this podcast, was like, no, man, like you got to use it because we made this deal to at least try it. You know, Nick's like, nope, not using it. Don't want to do it. Do you care to elaborate on why, Nick? 
so normally I'm just not a person who uses cologne or oh this is embarrassing but i don't use deodorant generally i'm like not a very smelly person or so i've been told by like many many people so you can believe me it's not just myself saying that i'm not smelly it's like whatever like like everyone thinks i'm i'm very cleanly and i'm very hygienic so i haven't found the need to use any of these like sprays or lotions or whatever so i was like i'm not going to use that uh i I, on the other hand, am a gross human. I, I require the, the crop preserver deodorant, the, the, the crop reviver toner. I need those products <laughs> for me. Uh, the best part about it is there's this exchange of text saying, well, why don't you? Nick said that. And I said, uh, and some, or somebody in the group said, well, what about, you know, when you and your significant other are, you know, engaging in, in love and in in acts of love? And, and Nick said, you guys are still getting those, <laughs> those acts of love. <laughs> and that's what set it off for us. We were losing it. We we're like, yeah, man, you more than anybody else need these products. I think that's the problem that you're dealing with. Uh, right now. Yeah. Okay. So I felt the peer pressure. I was like, uh, oh, maybe I should use these things. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> wait, this is happening for you guys and not for me. Maybe, you know, my formula is a little off here. So. Yeah. I did hey, end listen. up trying out all of those products and, and uh, the smells are nice. You know, I like, like good nice. smelling, nice good smells. smelling junk, you good know, smells. who uh, doesn't listen. want good smelling junk? Yeah, it's good. It's good products. Uh, you know, I think, you know, they, as they say, man, it's, it's time to take care of yourself and go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with code dive 20. Uh, no, they're great products. It's, it's a, it's a great, um, a great little uh, package that they ship over. And, um, you know, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code DIVE20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Uh, use the code DIVE20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Now back to the pod. Welcome back to the second half of the pod. Quick shout out to our Patreon members and producers. That's what we call them. They're, they're producers. They help produce. A lot of them actually are the, the foundational folks that you hear every week who write in, contribute, ask questions. But that's open to anybody. Uh, you can get in touch with us on Twitter. You can send us an email at theartofthedive at gmail.com. Um, or you can join the Patreon, the Art of the Dive, Patreon. Uh, we would be really appreciative uh, of the people that support us there and help us with that. Um, helps with the podcast. Um, Nick, should we jump into the questions that we have for Game Week 31? Let's do it. Okay. Um, we just got a handful of questions this week, um, but I think some big ones. And I want to focus on, you know, a couple things about kind of like how defenses are put together. Um, maybe a little bit more about Harry Kane. Um, wild carding, free hitting, and bench boosting. When are the ideal times to to do those things? Um, and then talking a little bit more about like kind of some of the heavy hitting teams that are chasing um, and are pushing at the end of the season here for the titles or top four or things like that. And if we if we want to kind of get in on those players, so we'll start with a question um, from Wilson, which I appreciate. I'm interested in double pool D, but not sure about fully inserting Matip into the team. Then she put in parentheses, hee hee, <laughs> facetious. No, I, I, I put that in. I put that oh, in. Oh, you put in hee hee? It's like a Q. It's like a Q. I'll put some <laughs> asterisk around that. Remember. Like tee hee? La- la- laugh here. <laughs> that was Do a funny. Do not read that. <laughs> that was a funny joke. <laughs> Say hee hee. Uh, out of the threesome of Van Dyke, Robbo, or Matip, who would you insert into your team? Uh, already have Trent. Am I supposed to read that or not, Nick? It's in parentheses. You can read it. See, you've really just messed things up. You've made it very challenging. I've messed, I've, you put me in charge of the notes and this is what happens. I love it. <laughs> 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 okay. No, note to self. Laugh here. <laughs> okay. Uh, great start to the second half of the pod here. Um, okay. So... Uh, uh, double pool D. I talked a little bit about this last week. It's something that I haven't made very many good moves the entire season. Uh, I went with double pool D a handful of weeks ago, and it's been awesome for me. It's about the only reason I haven't dive bombed completely in rank. Um, but what about the idea of Matip? Hey, we like Matip, you know. But just Matip, just Matip, or do you need to have a second 
Oh, D I, in would, there. I would. Yeah, I would balance them with with something else. You got to have Matip and something else in your team. You can't just go full Matip. So it's, it's double a, it's D. Problem. Double D. You got Matip. Double D in the T. Matip and something else. You got to throw two things in there. You're gonna have Sal on your team anyways. Okay. So if you have TAA, well, so what's the what's the status with TAA? Is he good to go? Yeah. Is he waiting that, to see? What's that's the, deal? the question, right? I think um so. I was just reading online this morning. There's conflicting reports. Some people are saying that he has been in full training. Others have said that he just like kind of started training today and that he's going to be inserted into some first team training tomorrow. If he's in first team training tomorrow, then this injury is exactly what we thought it was. It was precautionary and probably mostly a lie to just protect him. Yeah, just to yeah. protect him, right? Like, which, listen, like, People get upset about that, and I'll just throw my two cents on it. If you're if you're Jurgen Klopp and you're the Liverpool staff, and you know that England can probably get what they need to get done without him, and you have the title race like this close plus Champions League, don't you think you would play some games as well? Oh yeah, if I'm Jurgen, I don't. I mean, I don't care about what happens with the English national team, right? He he's been pretty vocal about how he hates, you know, the fixture congestion, right. the fact that the players don't get breaks, and I, you know, full heartedly support his decision to to fake an injury for TAA. Just makes it a little more complicated to choose your FPL team, and I'm kind of regretting it now because I already made my transfers and I lost a ton of value on moving out TAA, and I probably can't get him back into my team. So who'd you go with then? Do you have two have Liverpool Robo, D's? I have Robo and Matip currently. So you so you are I, you're a tip you're a tip guy, huh? I I have inserted Matip, yeah, yeah, and mm. and like I said, you have to balance that with some other Liverpool assets. But as a <laughs> as you know, his price point is very attractive. His size is very attractive. <laughs> his injury record not so attractive. I want that. Th- <laughs> I want Matip ready to rock whenever I need yeah. him. Uh, Matip is, you know, he's he's in there, he's up there, he's all around, he's a goal threat. He's yeah, and due to his size, he doesn't have to move as much as you'd think. You know, like he yeah. just he kind of covers a lot of ground because of his size. Just kind of sits there and gets the job done. Oh, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should just keep doing this for the rest. Of the, like, no more podcasts, <laughs> just this. Can you imagine? I think people would like. This. If anything, we would we would earn followers through that. Like, more people would listen. The art of the penis innuendos. Right. Yeah, right. You guys should listen to this podcast about, well, it's mostly just about guys talking about guys with dicks and stuff. You know, (laughs) that's about all it is. It's like a penis podcast. It's pretty cool. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's good. Uh, So uh, minutes per expected goal conceded over the last six. Uh, Liverpool is second, 127.8. The only team better than them, Nick? Got a guess? What is it? City. City. Yeah, City's slightly better and uh, close behind them, um, Chelsea. Interestingly, right behind Chelsea, Newcastle. They're on the up and up, huh? Interesting. Yeah, they've. Uh, th- there was um, somebody just posted the way they've been performing. So I don't remember if they use the same stat. Um, Five thirty-eight produces something for NBA teams called like the the ELO rating. Um, and basically like they're able to give players and teams an overall rating and then rank them like throughout the history of time. Um, and currently like Newcastle's performances in terms of like expected goals and the way that they're playing, um, puts them as like a top, like a European side basically in the prem since, um, since they've made some of their moves in January. Nice. Pretty interesting. You get that money in there and you know. G to G. Yeah, I mean, they they spent. Yeah, they spent, but like not as much as they. And it's not like they brought in. They necessarily brought in like you know the super these necessarily like super crazy superstars, right? Like they just they got the right players. Innuendos. Yeah. Wood. Do we want to talk about wood? No. I don't want to do this again. (laughs) (laughs) It was fun like the first time, and now I don't want to do it anymore. Um. Anyways. Okay, Thomas Bracken writes in, how many hits is too many for Kane? Are you in that situation? I mean, you're not going to bring him in. So, like, 
he has been playing really well. I don't know what else to say. I hope I don't get burned by that. He's playing well. He's scoring a lot of points. He's projected to get 6.4 or 6.04 points this week. So if you can manage a hit and get him in, maybe it's worth it. Kind of kind of hard to say there with with the the hits and it kind of depends on your team structure. Uh, again, Kane is one of those players that I don't like personally, so it's very hard for me to be like, yeah, bring him in. He's totally worth it. Right. I think his ceiling is pretty high, though. I keep saying that, but I, he's just one of those players that kind of scares me. Not owning him scares me. Yeah, he has the best uh, the best non-penalty XGI right now of the, of the top uh, in the last six game weeks, um, which is pretty impressive, right? Um, by a yeah, lot. I hope he's not one of those players that I just decided not to bring in, and then he's the reason that my rank keeps falling. Really hope that's not the case. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know that's what's always so hard. You know, I, they don't, but they don't have doubles, right? No, I think just singles. Yeah, they have they have Arsenal to be. That's the only game that needs to be um, rescheduled, and I think that's probably going to be like. 36 is probably where that'll end up, um, which would mean they'd play like Liverpool, Arsenal. And so it's not like a great double anyways. No. Um, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, we also have a question from F- uh, Jefferson FPL. For those with wild cards, we should be pretty well set up for 31 and 32. Is 34 the best time to wild card now? So that, uh, that's been my question. Like looking at my team, I do want to, I wanted a wild card. My plan was always 31, wild card and 31. But looking at my team, the matchups are actually pretty good. And if I'm going to bench boost, if I'm going to free hit in 33, then I could bench boost, uh, in 36, wild carding in 34. I know it feel it's super late. That's the problem. So like I have to make like crazy ground up basically in four game weeks, but, my thought is looking at my team, that's what I think too, that my team's pretty well set up for 31 and 32. Like I could probably make one transfer and my team would be about as good as it's going to get. Um, maybe a hit. I don't know. But do you have any like... Do you know a- what... What's your what's your projected points right now? What I, are you looking at? Do you know? I, I didn't look. I should probably plug my team so, in and look, shouldn't I? So my projected points before I played my wild card was 62 and after the wild card, it was 74, 75, something like That's that. That's a pretty big difference. So, yeah, I mean, that I, it's hard to say what your projected points will be in game week 34 because you're not always sure, like, what moves you're going to make at that point. It's a little, it's, you know, hard to say what the future brings. But if you can get some idea of what your projected points are for future game weeks and and then think about the difference... Maybe maybe that's a way that, that you can make that decision. For me, it was like, my team's in shambles. I need to play my wild card. I'm going to pick up 13, 14 points from my wild card right now. But every team is different. So if you can manage the next few game weeks without making you know those moves, maybe you have an advantage in 34 where you, you, you know, there's more known about 36 and what doubles will be in 36. And you can... I don't know, be a little bit more flexible. This is kind of depends on what your situation now is. Yeah, looking at it, um, I'm only projected for 61 points. It's pretty low. Yeah, so it's kind of kind of low, I guess. Hmm. What are you What are you thinking now? Are you thinking oh, I should wild card? Yeah, it does. It feels low. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna have to think on that now. Damn it. So, the other thing is, I think Burnley players are 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 kind of skewing the projections a little bit. Right. I feel like Burnley players, because of the fact that they have two games, are are being projected. I don't. I don't want to say like over projected, but I just have a hard time seeing anyone score points on on Burnley. Right. When they're playing City. Right. Maybe they can make up some ground against Everton, but that is one of the things that's skewing the projections. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Okay. All right. Well, I'll have to look what up, at Ringo? that. And I'll have to play that. Yeah, my dog's pretty excited. I think uh, my wife is uh, uh, getting home from work at the moment, and so he's very excited. 
Um, it's his favorite nice. part. Of, it's his favorite part of the day. Yeah, he <laughs> howls like and and yips. So he's so excited. He doesn't really care when I come home, uh, but when she comes home, because she's cool. Isn't that nice when when the the other individuals in your family just get excited about the other individuals in your family? Yeah, and everyone kind of ignores you or you're like you know. Eh. <clears throat> I mean, we there's just, Nick. Yeah, <laughs> there he is again. <laughs> eh. Yeah, we've served our purpose as humans, Nick. You know, it's over. <laughs> it's just done. We can just We're die. like the salmon, like the dying salmon right, in the that's river. That's like what we are, yeah. Once you're procreated yeah. and now we're just kind of laying there half decomposing, just getting picked off by grizzly bear. Right. <laughs> but the grizzly bears like don't eat you all at once and you don't die. Just like slowly peeling you, feeling flashback and stuff. <laughs> num, num, num. And you're like, can't they you start just, with the tail? Just do it already. God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not hungry. <laughs> I don't want it right now. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, FBL Virgin writes in, should good players from reliable teams like Spurs and United City be the priority despite the lack of doubles? Um, I think we talked about this a little bit last week. And then also, should Game Week 33 free hitters... Oh, we talked about this last week, but I think it's a good follow-up Like since we've had some time to think about it. Should Game Week 33 free hitters just go for it and get 11 doublers? Does it make sense to play it safe on a one-game week punt? I mean, I said this last week. I think you just, you go for it, right? Like, you just, you go all in. Go all in. Maximize your projected points. That's yeah. kind of what my my mantra is going to be all season is use the algorithms, figure out your projections, and maximize those projections. Yeah. I think there is something to be said about comparing. I keep saying this, like, players with high ceilings. Yeah. I wish in the projections they had some kind of, like, confidence interval, you know, this, you know, Kane this week is projected to get six points, but he could get like 12 points reasonably or he could get four points reasonably. I, I don't know if that's that tool exists out there, but that would be helpful when you're trying to make those decisions. Yeah, I shared a while back. They'll do that for teams. So like like uh, I can't remember who it was that was making those graphs. I'd have to look back. But um, but we shared somebody with, that was doing that on Twitter where they were saying like, OK, Liverpool is projected to score, let's say. 2.5 goals, but they have a 15% chance of scoring 3.5 goals. And they have, uh, you know, a 12% chance of scoring two goals only. And like, then you see this and they, they did it. It was really nice, uh, from a data presentation perspective because they all, they did it in colors, right? So they, they showed like what, which sections were more likely. And, and I completely agree because, um, basically you're, you know, you're getting an average projected score here, but, you know what yeah what is the what is the deviation you know what are the chances of like it being re- much higher or much lower and that would be really helpful in making those decisions yeah so sir talp on fplopimize.com has a simulated scenarios tool where it, i think you can kind of get that information but it's more about your team and kind of what are the chances that your team scores 50 points or your team scores 60 points or right. more than 80 points or something and so you can kind of see a little bit of kind of what I'm getting at is is a little bit of the distribution of what is within the realm of possibilities. Oh, so if you I but you just, could you could get a good feel if you moved like one player in and out kind of and reran the simulation. That would give you a good idea, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. So you could definitely you could mess with that tool and figure out kind of based on all these simulated scenarios or these simulations, you know, what's my team going to be doing with Kane in there versus someone else in there? Weghorse, for example. So, um, you know, maybe, maybe try to use that tool. Um, I just wish in the projections themselves, they included some kind of confidence interval or some kind of range of, yeah. of relative scores that would help in planning. Yeah, that would be helpful. Huh. All right. What are you still stuck on? Like what types of things are you still trying to figure out with your wild card? Anything else? Like you kind of talked about the Ronaldo, Kane situation um is there anything else that you're still thinking on i it just feels uncomfortable to me to not have city assets on my team right. at all and i don't know if that's because their their lack of double game weeks or, or what exactly that is but it it just feels like with some of the fixtures that they have coming up you know i know they're still in europe all that kind of stuff but it, it feels wrong not to have city assets and and so i'm I'm going to have to take a look at this and see if there's some flexibility where I can get someone in. I don't know if it's KDB or if it's Cancelo, 
uh, uh, that's kind of where I'm at with things. Yeah, that would be so. If I'm wild carding, that's going to be my biggest question as well. So how do I get some city assets? Because they they spank Burnley every year at the end of the year. Yeah, there are going to be those games, like there always are, where they're going to win like five, six, seven, right. zero. Right. And you want to capitalize on those points. Like those are huge games, <clears throat> and it's inevitable. They're uh, going into the end of the season. It it just seems like it would be stupid not to have city assets. So yeah. I hope I'm wrong, like, you know, for Liverpool's sake, but I, I don't think that that's the case. What I can't wait for, uh, and I don't normally care about, like, matchups in the Prem, but, uh, and I actually don't really care about, like, games in general. I really don't. Uh, but I'm pretty excited about the April 10th game, City-Liverpool, just from an entertainment perspective as someone that doesn't really support either team but just likes to watch really good games. Uh, that is going to be fun. That's going to be crazy. I hope I hope it's a good game. It's not decided by like the referee or something like that. I think there's been a few matches in the past where it's been like Mane got a red card and got sent off and then it completely changed the game and kind right. of ruined the whole narrative. Yeah. I want it just to be about the teams and really a battle between the two top teams. Hopefully that's how it ends up. Yeah, I hope it's ruined by the ref. I prefer that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> who's, right. do we know who the referee is for that one it's going to be like mike dean and he's going to award like seven penalties for man city i would hope so it'd be way more fun just from a narrative perspective you know, <laughs> you'd be pissed but it'd be funny so sorry <laughs> uh yeah uh, yeah, uh. yeah yeah uh okay so um Let's wrap some things up. We do have a bunch of rando questions that we get to do today, which is fun. I like rando questions. So follow us on Twitter at FPL Dive. Um, you can email us, theartofdive at gmail.com. You can download our podcasts anywhere podcasts are found. iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, Podbean, Overcast, Pocket Cast, CastBox. Um, like, um, subscribe, follow retweet we really appreciate that kind of stuff helps move the pod for us um you know whether you're like a supporter of the pod or just somebody that listens uh we know there's a lot of you because we see the numbers take some time to help share and support the pod we really appreciate it so um random questions at the end of the pod here so matt hall writes in who wins in a fight marco's chicken or jake's cat that's a dumb question it's jake jake's cat would win against humans it would it's it's a murderous animal Oh, I thought you were going to say for sure your chicken. No, your, uh, no, no, no. Leslie, Leslie Nope, the rooster. No, Leslie Nope is dead, Nick. Oh, okay, no. Thanks a lot, you asshole. Leslie, <laughs> what did you do to deserve this? <laughs> we had this, com- this, uh, this, this, this completely yellow rooster, uh, and, and we didn't know it was a rooster at first, so we were calling it Leslie Nope, uh, and then we found out it was a rooster when it grew up a little bit. And it was a bantam, which it's these smaller chicken varieties. They're very cute, but they're also incredibly aggressive. And as roosters, they were so mean to the big hens. And uh, yeah, so Leslie had to be um, disposed of. Did you eat Leslie? Did you no, do like ba- a chicken dinner? No, we thought about it, but the bantams are so little. Like they hardly, and it's a rooster, right? So they're not breasty. So there was like uh, hardly any meat on the rooster, right? So like we just had to, and uh, I know this, I know that that sounds mean for those that are out there that are like, that's inhumane. And I'm going to, I'm going to remind you that like these roosters are incredibly mean sometimes to the other chickens. And the other ladies were so happy, like when, when Leslie was gone. So sad you gotta sad. do what you gotta do you know yeah nature yeah. takes its course it's, ha- it's hard but yeah uh matt hall writes in you have to be driven somewhere in a hurry to save a loved one's life you have two options for a driver tiger woods or marcus alonzo who do you choose uh yeah this one's easy because it's like oh do you want to crash or do you want to destroy a family to get to where you need to go <laughs> it's marcus alonzo then yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do I want to end up on the cliff somewhere, or do I want to kill a family to get to the hospital? How many how many adult film stars are in the car with you if it's Tiger Woods, though? Hmm. Good question. <laughs> well, well, I hadn't thought well. about that one. <laughs> <laughs> so my life is at risk. I'm going to die. But <laughs> uh, how long are we driving for? There's a lot of open-ended questions here, but you know. Also, yeah, you have to, if you have to save the loved one's life, what's happening? Like, 
Is there a gun to their head? Are they uh, sick? You know, like, because that would determine some things too. Like, I might take the risk of like, if there's a gun to the person's head of like Tiger Woods being able to somehow get us there and then use his driver to like strike a ball at the person disarming yeah. them. Or like you have to make a hole in one to save your wife's <laughs> life. I'm going Marcos Alonso. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he kills families. <laughs> he's just drunk driving everywhere. Uh, poor guy. Uh, but not really. Uh, Bobby Love, can I cash on my disc and use it to name one of Marcos Roosters after myself? Uh, I don't have any roosters anymore. Do you, I guess, uh, Breasty Hen maybe, Bobby. You could name a Breasty Hen after yourself. I think that'd be more fitting. Yeah. Bobby seems more like a, a big boobied hen. <laughs> yeah than like a annoying aggressive rooster yeah yeah right exactly uh, also bobby love if you were to start a cult what would it be based around and what rules would you enforce i, I guess i've not ever thought of this why would I, why is that something that like would be like ah, on the tip of my tongue well you know my my standard cult procedure would be <laughs> on the bucket list yeah now my my wife and i just watched um the heaven's gate cult like yeah. documentary mm-hmm. So they're like these these individuals who got together, formed a cult, and then committed mass suicide in California. So yep. it's it's pretty crazy. I don't I don't think I'd do something weird like that. I think I'd do it around like I don't know, like music. Maybe everyone has to play harmonica, <laughs> and that's like that's the religion. It's just like we like harmonize harmonize with our harmonicas together in the woods or something. Play a harmonica. Play it. <laughs> I don't and anyone want who doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong notes. You're out of the cult. Get him, boys. Oh, no. <laughs> I, yeah, I honestly haven't actually thought about that. So that's the first thing that came into my head. That's, um, yeah, that's out there, but it's good. I like it. That'd be pretty creepy, though. Like you stumble upon a group of people just playing harmonica out in the woods. Oh, yeah, that would be. Yeah, that's like. um. Yeah, that, that's horror movie level stuff right there. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm really happy we covered the greater questions <laughs> needed to be covered in this podcast. Um, let's uh, let's wrap things up. Um, good luck to everybody this game week. I need to sit down and actually work on my own team, but instead I spend the like one and a half or two hours of FPL time that I have making a podcast, which is, is great. So uh, let's get out of here. I'm Marco. And I'm Nick. And remember, you should die. Goodbye.